Do you hear that? What is that? It's... Oh, no. Are they here? They're here. They're here. Everybody, honey, hide. Oh, my God. Oh, God. <laughs> it's the time. The dismal time. Uh, you'll notice that uh, today I don't have a mustache. I do have a headband. Actually, the way that I'm I've got to push back a little too far it makes my forehead look enormous, especially with the color that it is. Kind of like a menthol kind of thing. I've got my hair tied back. Which I have to put my hand behind to show that I can do that. Because with the the blurred background, it uh, gets it all fucked up. Yeah, that's very much like one of those, uh, when you tell people, it's like, nah, it's the first time I've ever been able to grow a beard. And they look at you and they're like, yeah, okay. It's like my first ponytail. like, oh, yeah, buddy. It's my second one. I thought you had to do a man bun before. Um, Oh, well, it's, uh, yeah, but I will... I, I always oh, want to be clear. Oh, he's hesitating now. Uh, well, the the word man bun gets used to like uh, apply to a couple different things. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I'm talking I, about I, a top knot. No, I never did it. I never shaved the sides of my head. Does the top knot imply that the rest is shaved? I is believe, that yeah. Type of hair. Because otherwise, okay. it's just a. I just uh, figured the knot was a, up top, and that's why they call it that. Yeah, but I always figure like it's it's just a like this is just a bun. It's well, it's because it's 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 a it's kind of a top knot uh, kind of look. Just because my hair is relative, it's long compared to the way it typically is. But compared to people with actually long hair, um, many women of the world, for example, um, it's not especially long. Comes down to about chin length at this point. Final clue, stairs to nowhere and doors that open into walls are part of this mystery house built by a member of the gun-making family. Winchester House, Mike. Celebrity Jeopardy is. is over now. Oh, they do three rounds on Jeopardy now. Did you know that? I've never watched much Jeopardy. I don't know, and I'm a, I'm a, I'm a trivia head. I like trivia, but uh, I don't know. It mo- mostly because I, it's always been on when I'm at work or on my way home from work. It's, it, it airs at 7, right? Uh, I think so. They're doing some celebrity thing today, so I, I guess yeah. it's on during prime time. I got I to. From what sense. I understand, the people who love Jeopardy like Ken Jennings and hate Mayim Bialik. Well... And I feel like I've only seen Mayim's episode the last few times, and she's not great, but she's not terrible. Anti-Semitism. Anti-Semitism. Is that... Can you clarify that, please? (laughs) Um, She's a big... uh, 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 Maybe Alec is a... um, uh, She stands with Israel. Unapologetically. Okay, well, her episodes are kind of boring, too. I hear Ken Jennings actually has more personality than the big shot actor. In a 2012 interview, Bialik called herself an aspiring modern orthodox. During the 2014 Gaza conflict, she donated money to the Israel Defense Forces for armored vests. Seems like the one time they don't need... More more money is when they're actually fighting. They would do a pretty good job at the fighting part. Those Israelis do a pretty good job at that part. It's also, um, there's a Monty Python sketch where, um, uh, where Graham Chapman is wearing a gigantic fake nose and gets told to take it off. And he just goes, ah, anti-Semitism. <laughs> <laughs> That's... I- um. God, is that the Raymond, uh, Raymond Luxury Yacht? Have you seen all three Monty Python movies? Um, there's. I believe there's only three. There's Holy Grail, Life of Brian, Meaning of Life. Yeah, you know what? Can I admit something? Uh, I've I've never seen the Life of Brian. 
I've seen Meaning of Life. My my parents bought it for me on DVD for Christmas one year. And um, I've seen Holy Grail a million times. So I was kind of the opposite in that. I, uh, I've seen Holy Grail a million times. My parents got me the DVD and all that stuff for Christmas. They brought me a, like a book of the script, too. I remember just like reading through it. Um, I've seen Life of Brian, but I've never seen Meaning of Life. Oh, you're breaking up. I don't. There you go. Go ahead. Meaning of Life is, as I recall, good. However, um, don't remember much about it except for um, uh, Mr. Creosote and that's kind of it. I don't remember much of the movie. I'd be interested in watching it again. I do remember, though, there's one great line um, where John Cleese is talking about, like, uh, I, I think he's like a, a headmaster to school and telling a bunch of the kids that uh, that they're to stop, like, throwing shit in the fountain. And just like, uh, he's just like, as that fountain is a memorial to all those from this school who died to keep China British. <laughs> uh, Holy Grail was like. The first, I remember it was like the first movie that kind of just like blew my mind that this is just what movies could be. It was like the first really actually funny movie I ever saw. Have I told my uh, Holy Grail story the first time I was introduced to it? Go ahead. We were at the the like the the school summer camp, the one that they would just do at at school, the one that if you if your parents couldn't uh, uh, didn't care to put you in a more interesting one. They basically just sent you back to school for the summer. Yeah, I did um, that camp many times. Yeah. Um, and we were in the library, and uh, I think it, it was raining. We needed something to do. And me and several others were adamant that we watch Twister. And we are arguing hard that we need to be watching Twister. And anything else is unacceptable. We've come here to watch Twister. And... Um, they're just like, no, you're si-, like, we, we've decided there's no argument here. We're watching this. And, um, they started Holy Grail and like, it really tests your patience in the beginning because of like how long that opening credit sequence is. But then once that thing got going, that it was just like, no, no one, wrong. no one in that room was, was ready to see what we saw. <laughs> That what a fucking great time to see Holy Grail for the first time. You're like you you in full like villain mode, just like no, we were watching fucking Twister, and they're just like, kid, I'm about to blow your fucking mind. <laughs> Twister, I'm gonna change your life with this movie, kid. Sit the fuck down. I'll and tell then, you what. Uh, once you find out it was coconuts the whole time, you still want to change to a different movie? You let me know. And that is also um, when uh, me and Andy uh, met each other in seventh grade and sat near each other in shop class. That's the first thing we bonded over. The first time he ever came to my house was to watch it. Twister? Holy, yeah, Twister. (laughs) That's so funny (laughs) that you were arguing against Holy Grail. I remember I was in my seventh grade class, and uh, the English teacher at that time uh, showed it for whatever flimsy reason. Um, but just showed the scene with like uh, the ver- the opening scene, uh, the argument, yeah. and then I just like I remember going home and just going like, "Can you please rent that from Blockbuster, Dad? I really would like to see that entire movie." And he's like, "Oh, Holy Grail, yeah, of course, why not?" You know, it's well. Let me let me tell you the the amount of things that I uh, argued against that I ended up loving could fill a fucking warehouse. <laughs> I was such an asshole for such a long time. Yeah, you Just had some it. very strong beliefs. Oh, we've, I've said many times on the show, I didn't understand the word that was coming out of your mouth till you were like 19. <laughs> Any of the yeah, references you were making. 20? Yeah, I don't know what I was like. Look, I, I, well, here's the thing. Like, I, I had a bunch of bespoke interests um, because, like, I spent my entire life on the computer. Um, but because uh, uh, I was I was in the forums certainly, but I wasn't um, I wasn't in the forums enough. I I or I I had too much of it a, a 
a life in real life. I needed to be exclusively online because when I, that bled out into the into the, the the regular world, you know, there was not it was not relatable in any way. And it's it still to funny. an extent still isn't. Still like isn't. That, I mean, very funny you, though. But yeah, like everyone knows what goes on on Twitter now. Like even even like five years ago, people are, are uh, okay. Pre pre the election of Donald Trump, people are like I don't know what's going on on Twitter. I don't use it. Um, nobody uses using Twitter. And I was I, I'm a, a Twitter power user. I've been on Twitter since. Uh, I, again, I had a Twitter account before Elon Musk did. My account is older than his. Fuck you, Elon. Good job, Mike. I, I joined in May 2009, and he joined in June, so he owes me money. <laughs> but uh, obviously, that was still after high school. In high school, I was spending every day on FARC.com, and um, it's really funny to look back at it and just be like, I wasted my time on FARC. I should have been on something awful. And just like, it, just like, what would, like, how much worse would I be? Like, I would <laughs> just be a monster if I'd spent more time. Uh, on uh, yeah, what you uh, needed something the, awful forums. What you needed in the mid to late two thousands was more internet time, more targeted internet time. That's certainly what that's certainly what you needed. No, Fark was yeah, Fark was Reddit before Reddit. It was uh, extreme. Uh, obviously, any of the forums were fucking uh, full of just dorks, but um, but Fark especially. I never went on Fark. I was looking at porn, Michael. They had some of that on there. Let's let's. I dabbled in porn too, Brendan. Let's see what there's on. What's on Fark right now? I I think all the time at that New Year's party we were at, where uh, I was talking that that I was talking like that guy who I think lived there at the apartment we were at, and and he I, he was he asked me what I did for a living, and I asked him, and he said I work for College Humor. Humor. Yes. And it was in like. 2018 or 2019 and he said that and i thought he was kidding because he was like a funny guy i was like oh yeah and he was like no no no, i'm i'm serious i i, <laughs> <laughs> I work for collegehumor.com it's like what are you guys doing these what's what's going on at college humor uh what's going on at fark uh this shit you'd expect um uh, top link right now unchained gorilla loose in kensington maryland view the shocking security camera video <laughs> Um, I want still, Reddit without the algorithm. That's what I want. Still, they're still doing like Photoshop challenges. Um, they they're still like weird news tags, like basically shit that would become like you know, um, morning radio kind of stuff. But it, it, like it's all also. Um, I'm pretty sure it's just in the order that it's posted. That um, you have to just like yeah. So that that's like there's no. There's no algorithm here. It's just the 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 order in which they're posted. It just uh, stuff just comes to the top. That's what I like. I, I, the algorithm is ruining every single site for me now because I know I'm being shown things. You can't like you accidentally click something. Not accidentally click. You watch like three videos and then suddenly you're fighting it off for weeks. I'm tired of the algorithm and I need to like. I understand why they have it. I don't want one. I want to be able to turn it off. You know, I just want it to be like we all know that you're 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 just trying to catch my eye for as long as possible. And fine, you got to make money to keep the lights on, I suppose, to some extent. Sell ads, whatever. But I just sometimes I just want to scroll without your damn algorithm. It's true. See, that's why uh, Twitter at least has you know has kept the the following tab instead of just using the for you tab you'd be an idiot if you're using the for you tab uh oh let's see what i got up this is a real telling moment for me hit twitter because it saves your last choice and i because i know i'll click through both i don't give a shit i hope it's on following it's taking a long time to load it's like uh i'm recording a podcast on this uh wi-fi network and watching television. Oh no, I'm like, I've brought shame to my house. That's the for you tab. And Don Hughes, get fiscal first tweet. Um, Brendan, I'm sorry to interrupt, but I've I'm scrolling Twitter and I just see a a 39 second clip of of Quentin Tarantino on 
the Howard Stern show. Mm-hmm. And I just see that the, what it's written is you don't have to like him. You don't have to like his work. What you can't deny is this is a winner's mindset. Oh, and I have, to know, I have to know what he said. Okay. Um, uh, to hold, to hold something up to the computer. I don't know. Play it loud. Okay. Here. Or you can send it to me, I suppose, but I don't want to do that. I can play it into. I'll just hold my microphone up. Yeah, I can computer. turn it up. It's fine. It's not as funny as I thought it would be. I just wanted to say the N-word as many times as possible, so I just kept handing them increasingly more offensive and ridiculous scripts, waiting for someone to say no. And wouldn't you know, nobody did. (laughs) And I just had to continue with this farce until it was done. Uh, I, I had... I don't like to think that I have the same like viewpoints as Quentin Tarantino, but I was having that a very similar similar argument with somebody um, about that very thing where they said something like "Blazing Saddles" and "Tropic Thunder" couldn't be made today, and I was like, I don't know if they would be, but like if you make a movie and it's funny, it plays. It doesn't matter if it's offensive; if it's good, it plays. You know. The, I, uh, I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big uh, fan of Quentin Tarantino movies, and a lot of people on Twitter, you know, they want to see, they want to see that shit burn. But I'll tell you this, um, don't care. I'm not, I'm not interested. Um, it's just like, uh, is it, um, do, does he have um, interesting opinions? Um, or <laughs> does he take slightly too many liberties uh, with race uh, for him personally? Eh, probably. But you know what? Is the work good? Is what he's putting out there good? Yes. And everyone wants to moan. Like, oh, the, it, 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 I just don't understand how everybody, like, oh, like, Talking about like oh Quentin Tarantino, uh, he doesn't like uh, complaining about like uh, uh, Margot Robbie's role in in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Just like God, oh, it doesn't even let her speak. It just like who cares? It's just like that. Are there not other movies? Has she not like <laughs> every? Like, no, everybody. Yeah, this is this. And see, now you're running into like the uh, the culture war aggrievement sort of like area of the internet where where it's just like. You know, everything has got to be just so. Everybody's got to have a fair chance in every movie. It's just like, ah, I'm on your team in this one. But then when you complain about that sort of thing, like out loud or on a podcast, say, you you could easily be lumped in with that group of people just like, yeah, you believe what these fucking liberals are taking from us? This is fucking bullshit. (laughs) That's, yeah, I, I, what I really just don't have time for is the complaint that like someone uh, a, a choice that somebody made artistically that it isn't something else and like you don't have to like it but the the I, it's just like that this is like an attack on women or something it's just like it, like uh, indicative it, it's indicative yeah. and i yeah i agree everything is not necessarily indicative but it's also and it's always based on like what they have decided this is telling other people dumber than them who will <laughs> believe uh, yeah just like see I wouldn't fall for this sort of thing like this wouldn't have an impression on me but you have to think about like what like dangerous <laughs> dangerous young men are going to think when they see like here's this beautiful woman but she doesn't have any lines like what's that what's that tell them about society oh but they got this 16 year old on camera and she's got plenty of lines yeah, well, as we've discussed, she's actually twenty. <laughs> she's twenty five. <laughs> twenty five, probably. 
probably as of the last discussion. Discussion. The la- like uh, yeah, two years yeah. ago. Uh, d- yeah, the, the last, yeah, the last time this movie came up on the show. Um, let's see. Uh, Margaret Qualley, age 2023. <laughs> She's 28 now, would you believe? See, like I said, natural I progression we, of age. Maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe she was 25 in the film. Anyway. Happy birthday, uh, Margaret Qualley. Uh, just passed October twenty third, nineteen ninety four. Uh, congratulations to you and on your success. Um, I uh, yeah, I do agree with that Quentin well. Tarantino. Like, well, well, well said. You know, he t- he takes too many liberties with race for sure. But uh, well, you know what's funny is like he was taking too many liberties with race. Um, Especially, well, not especially because Django was late in his career, but like for a while. And then you look at like who his guard dog was, who his attack dog was, Mr. Harvey Weinstein. And she's like, all right, so the most toxic man ever birthed, basically, was 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 running uh, pass, pass defense for Quentin Tarantino. Uh, probably a, another pretty toxic guy, I would imagine. He's just. He's, he's, Probably got his personal flaws. Yeah, I've, you know, I've the, heard he's a bit toxic, frankly. Yeah, the thing about like uh, making Uma Thurman like get injured in that car accident, you know, that's uh, that that's no good. But you know, like that's uh, it's not uh, it's not necessary. But I tell you, the movies are good, and uh, that's that's the that's the, the minimum. The movies are good. Pe- because people talk about like you know um, people still listen to Michael Jackson. If they fucking cared about that sort of thing, Michael Jackson wouldn't be in the top ten of Spotify every year. Like get the fuck. I out gotta of here. R- remind me that I gotta tell you something about that after after the show. About how much uh, you like Michael Jackson? <laughs> no, not about how much I like Michael Jackson, but about how um, about how uh, the uh, a, a moral arbiter that we know has uh, has has their doubts about uh, about those boy stories. Um, Fascinating. All right. Yeah. <laughs> a moral arbiter can only be one person. <laughs> <laughs> um. And um. It, it, in any case, uh. Yeah. Like that's uh. You know. Uh, like. Like the people talk about the the, the birds all the time, and uh, about how uh, Hitchcock. You know. Um. The distri- uh, just mentally and uh, physically abused uh, Tippi Hendren. They, they had just had stagehands whip live birds at her for like hours at a time, and she had an emotional meltdown. And but you know what? The birds is also boring as shit. It's not very good. <laughs> so like it was. Uh, so Kubrick. what was it worth? Kubrick like tortured Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman on whatever that that movie was. He tortured everybody on The Shining, and you know what? And and, and look at the uh, enduring. Re- Results. So I I think based on this conversation, the dismal tide is very conflicted on where they stand on toxic people. <laughs> if it's good, if it's sla- a banger's a banger, unless it's, for me personally, unless it's Michael Jackson, I don't I don't fuck with Michael Jackson. It works when you're winning, you know. That's <laughs> one of the one of the biggest cringe lines that ever came out of the West Wing was uh, the one. Uh, the speechwriter getting very mad after 9-11 and uh, talking about uh, the ensuing war. And they're just like, why would you even go over there? They fucking hate you. And he's just like very angrily says, they'll like us when we win. <laughs> that is one of the enduring lines from that show, for sure. Uh, aged horribly. Uh, just like everything in that show has aged so poorly. Yeah, you know... No, when I think about like, um, say like your uh, your 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 Bobby Knights of the world, like he needed to win more national titles to behave like that. <laughs> you gotta you gotta be really putting up numbers. Well, no, he did put up numbers. That book sold off the charts, and in the fucking seventies and eighties, that was good enough. He was a fucking rock star. He was the star of that damn book. He, you know, like Nick Saban, if he wants to act like that, he can get away with that. I don't think anybody can get away with that anymore. Not really. Yeah, Not in sports. Think, yeah, people have. Well, I, I think uh, people have too much self-respect. Well, would in prof- at a professional level, it's forget liberal. it. Everyone's making too much money. You can't like that. You can't treat them like that just because, like, you know, what, what are you going to tell a guy who's making like twenty-eight million dollars? 
just uh, he's just like I'm here on an eight year contract. Like, you know, <laughs> like I, wait, uh, that's like Urban Meyer uh, in in Jacksonville didn't work out instantly because well, number one, uh, there was there were plenty of warning signs that he was a stupid <laughs> asshole who was not cut out for this in any way. And then as soon as he got there, he tried to treat everybody as if like their life depended on him. And that is absolutely not the case. <laughs> like, yeah, I can catch this ball whether you're here or not, buddy. <laughs> it's just like, you know what? Um, you know, th- th- that shit flies uh, in college football because everyone's taking a bunch of fake classes. So if you don't do exactly what coach says... Like if, uh, if, if, if football gets taken away from you, that's the end of your life. Cause you have no fucking education and no, and no, and no aspirations beyond this. Um, so you got to bend over backwards and do whatever he says at all times and just take, take anything that it, no matter what he says to you, no matter what he does to you, you just got to deal with it. But, but you know what? Um, he, he, he couldn't even do that to the kicker in Jacksonville. Kicker stood kick, up the what, hardest. Stood up yeah. for himself the hardest. No, that yeah, <laughs> fucking kicked him. You <laughs> didn't say something like, "Don't miss any fucking kicks today, motherfucker." Or something like that. <laughs> it was like something to that effect. Yeah. And yeah, he's just like he's just like it wasn't. He's just you know, it's just like it's not like hard enough to injure me. But what are you doing? <laughs> you know, this is the one I use, right? Just like motherfucker walking around doing like uh, Denzel Washington and Training Day oppression to everybody he meets. He's just like, <laughs> <laughs> I think about I think about it. He's like, yeah, you got your pockets, yeah. You got your what? Your, your wallet on one side. Take out the wallet. Fucking pay the bill. I think about that line a lot. He's got your dick, you know, on the other side. It's some like completely lewd, unnecessary uh, divergence. You got your dick, your balls on each side, on the on the other side of the balls, your pockets. Reach in there, grab your wallet, pay the bill. <laughs> yeah, you know that. <laughs> you gotta catch the ball. That's all we need from you here. That's all we need from you here is to catch the ball. That's my Denzel. I just do the Denzel laugh. Just do the uh, my Denzel impression doesn't extend me. I just go ha ha ha. <laughs> I uh, my buddy Richie comes over from time to time and we'll do, you know we'll smoke a joint and whenever like the television gets stale, I have this pirated cable and one of the features of this is it has the uh, it has a movies channel and it, uh, and the channels are sorted by actor names. So it's always just like, all right, what's popping in Denzel tonight? It's always the first choice. You gotta go to Denzel first. It's usually like the Equalizer two, <laughs> but it's Do often you... Fences, which is pretty good. Ah, oh, Fences. I'll tell you what, Mike. What's popping in Denzel right as we speak? Let's see. All right, here up to favorites. All right, Denzel Washington. Right now we have. All right, he's driving an SUV. Val Kilmer's in it. He's driving a Humvee. And it looks like something very big is on top. The guy from that sh- from the Hebrew Hammers in this movie as well. Adam Goldberg. That's it. Yeah, that's all you got. Val Kilmer, it looks like a giant satellite or a camera on top of this huge Humvee, and he's whipping it through the desert. I've never seen this movie. Um, fences. I uh never saw fences, but uh, I remember um the trailer what? has has some like uh peak Viola Davis uh like oh, screaming. Yeah. I was here with you the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like just going like Oscar. <laughs> it's like in the Done. It's over. Toast. By the it's um somebody uh <laughs> uh somebody made a joke. Uh, about how um, uh, for for gay men, any woman screaming and crying is the best acting performance they've ever seen. <laughs> uh, so that that um, that 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 clip of uh, Sydney Sweeney like crying and screaming in the bathroom, wearing that like cowboy dress or whatever, <laughs> like it just got posted on Twitter, just like where people just for days and days, just like this is the most unbelievable acting performance I've ever seen. <laughs> um. 
I did you see White Lotus? You saw season two? Uh, I've seen all but the last episode Damn, of season two of the White the Lotus. One I was gonna the the uh, the scumbag, the guy Cameron's wife. It, she's she does a bit of acting in the finale with just like only her face, and I just like I've been thinking for like since I saw it, it was like damn. That's some acting right there. That's acting. Like, you don't well, have to say a word. You just, like, show, like, five different emotions by just wiggling your eyebrows. I'm getting around to it, I'll tell you, because uh, we, we watched all of um, both seasons, but for the, the last episode, it ran up to, like, it was, like, 1230 on Sunday night, and, and Jess was just like, we're not going to make it. And then and then Monday, she watched it without me, but that's how relationships go. <laughs> You're not going to be able to watch everything together. Listen, as long as the, uh, nobody's, you know, you, you guys put together two seasons in a weekend. Yeah, I mean, I and uh, of course I'm watching football throughout. Uh, which, by the way, um, I'm I'm pretty excited for the NFL season to end. Not just because of uh, the way yeah, the Cowboys season has ended. Um, not as bad as I really not as bad as last year um mostly because i didn't think the cowboys were going to win then they kind of they i wouldn't say close. almost did yeah they almost but won. yeah that they i mean they were down four with 11 minutes left it was it was right there yeah and they, they just had that game for sure they just couldn't do it because it's too stupid um but, People were giving them shit on that final play, but like th- those plays never work that, anyway. <laughs> it was really stupid though. Ezekiel was, Elliott just got fucking trucked. <laughs> but I see what they were trying to do. But yeah, instead, it, just like complete pass thrown flat floor. on his back in like uh yeah like a pickup football style play call. Yeah, gee, I wonder if they're bringing him back next year. Just just a center, and then he he gets thrown flat on his back. And then um, Kevontae Turpin catches the ball with like like a ten yard pass and gets annihilated. Somebody who had like a ten step head start just watched <laughs> it the entire time and then just drove straight through him. Once, uh, Pollard, once, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was gonna say Tony Pollard's leg is broken into a million despicable pieces. He was um, probably not coming back anyway, right? Oh, no, he'll no, come he, back. No, he, uh, uh, they can, they're not. They're not bringing Zeke back. They can't bring him back for that money, and I don't think no. it's guaranteed anymore. He scored a lot of touchdowns, but like you could find any like lug who could just like run really hard if, for what, like what two he yards. Paid like twelve, fifteen million dollars. You can find any running back. You can, yeah, you can find. It doesn't matter. Some, he's a great pass blocker, and I, um, he's a good like goal line guy. But that's, but again, you can get both those things cheap. I, yeah, I think that I think the NFL, if they were interested in paying their pay, players properly, should have like a sliding scale based on position, because like a running back should be getting way more, uh, be, between the ages of like twenty two and twenty nine, and just like once they get older, fine, you scale it down. But like those running backs out of college should be getting paid just like normal running backs, because they uh, just like immediately are put into a workhorse role. Their uh, their wheels are just run down to threadbare and then they hit the open market like oh thank god we can get this we can sign this guy with six thousand yards on his knees like good thank god like no that doesn't happen at all they just don't get paid yeah again i'm not going to argue against anybody uh making a lot of money but, <laughs> get that um, paper man yeah but uh Ezekiel, you know good for him he he uh he did well um but Pollard, um, well, as as it was put on uh, the athletic football show, uh, Zeke gets on base. Tony Pollard hits home runs. Um, Pollard, if you can't get Christian McCaffrey and you can't because uh, he's busy, um, <laughs> you, you get to- you get Tony Pollard. Pollard is a is a good um, value option, um, and even then, he's still probably going to get uh, make some good money this year. But he he does have a um, a, a broken tibia, so he's out. I mean, the NFL season's done uh, for the Cowboys, but uh, but it's like a three month recovery, I think, at least. So, yeah, he's got six months until he's even needed for anything. He's fine. Yeah, and it's no, the NFL. They're going to give him all the. Do you think they're going to bring Dak? You think they're going to bring back Dak? Uh, don't they have to re-sign him now? Is that what they've been saying on ESPN all week? 
I can't imagine that they move on from him because, like, twenty five million dollars for Sean Payton, then doubling the highest head coach's salary, probably. I don't really love that idea either. That's what Jerry's gonna want. You, I mean, how can you just run it back? It's not like you. It's not like you. They got that close. The defense is good, but like I think you've seen the ceiling from Dak. He, frankly, got outplayed by a seventh rounder. I have a, I have complicated feelings about Dak because he. Um, oh, one, my one last closing thought on the White Lotus, and maybe the last episode does really pull it together. But in season two, it does really feel like aimless for a little while. Season one, much tighter. Um, sure. I don't understand. And I, I, I said, I think I, I've said this to anyone who will listen. I really don't understand how Dak is the sort is the guy who took Tampa apart like that. Like it, uh, hardly made a single mistake. Tampa, and, not good. Uh, but even even then, like, you know, uh, or uh, you know, he the the Cowboys' offense put up forty on the the Eagles' defense a few weeks ago on Christmas Eve, or I think they're about right. Wasn't it like wasn't that like forty thirty four or something? Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was something like that. And and they that can sounds do right, that actually. Yeah, and um. Yeah, you you're know, right. That is weird. I forgot about that Christmas game. That. And like, sure, they they like blew the doors off the Colts. Uh, the Vikings are sort of known frauds, but like they scored on like you know their first seven drives. Like the Cowboys have that in them, and like Dak has that in him. And and then there's just games, and it, it happened last year too, where the, the yeah, where they yeah, he's just they're, nowhere. There's, there's games where they're, where they're just this buzzsaw. But the and, Niners are fucking good. Like the defense is good, so Dak was supposed to look bad against them. That's well, the the yeah, but the 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 ways in which he looked bad, it looked like he didn't know what he was doing. Like the interceptions were like fucking stupid. They were. It's bad. like he wasn't like getting forced into a bad position. He was just making bad choices. And like I and I just and a, a lot of the interceptions that he's thrown uh, this year, which which are a lot, but. Most of them, you know, towards the end of the season were in like must throw third down situations like, you know, uh, you know, trying to force throws that weren't there, um, you know, where they, they like that you wouldn't mistakes you wouldn't make on first down, whatever. Um, but like, yeah, the, the, the interception and, and a, a lot of them are tip balls. Now, granted, that also can be a consequence of not putting the ball where you're supposed to. Um, but the amount of times that a ball hit a Cowboys receiver straight in the chest, bounced off of him and went, uh, directly into the arms of, uh, of a defensive back. Very frustrating. And if you don't watch the Cowboys every week, you don't see that. You just see on get up when they're just like, Dak has thrown 67 interceptions this year. How is this? How, how can he live with himself? The Cowboys get an unfair amount of coverage, not like to their detriment on ESPN. Because, like, I don't want, I would not want the Niners to have that kind of heat every no. day. Every day that's they a, talk about Dallas. Yeah. And, you, like, that's a, a, and another thing. Uh, Brett Maher is a fantastic kicker who had something very weird happen to him in Tampa. <laughs> he missed four consecutive, which is hysterical. Make no mistake. Um, it was good. But, like, uh, you have, like, fucking, like, goblins like greg abbott who's just like i could do better than this cowboys kicker <laughs> did he and comment? Just, yeah and just, and just like he was he like he went 50 for 53 on extra points this season like it's it, this is not an issue <laughs> over the over i the mean he did miss that games, first one in the san francisco game too did, it, that got that got blocked um which is but it no, got again. blocked by like the furthest left lineman like <laughs> <laughs> by his outside hand. <laughs> so maybe, maybe the block was a, uh, maybe the block helped him out. Maybe the block made him look better. But, but whatever, all he had to do was see a few field goals go in, and they weren't letting him kick it. They should have absolutely let him kick it. Like, just go for he, it, man. What's the fucking point? Forty-five yard field goal. 
Rip that too. That too. Where they, yeah, they just like completely lost faith that like he wanted to get out there. Like they're like they're showing him with his helmet on. Like he's on the sideline, like ready to run out, and they're sending the offense back out there. And now, granted, the the times that they went for it on fourth down against uh, uh against Tampa, they scored two touchdowns on fourth down. Um, you know, uh, two weeks ago, that that was great. Um, but uh, you know, I I think I I know that football more than anything else is you lose someone's trust quickly, especially if you're the kicker. Yeah. It was incredible. Four in a row was it was really wild. You had to see just how far he could keep it going. You know, it's uh, he should have missed the fifth one as a bit. And he did a good job at looking like properly crestfallen and like the world was falling on his head. It, like it, it, nobody could have looked at him reacting to that and going gone like, damn, it'd be nice if this guy like looked like he gave a shit. And like, no, 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 no. You could see he was he just looked like, like he was gonna explode. Yeah, he just wanted to melt down into the earth and disappear, and he there, couldn't. They, He's like, uh, I gotta go to the locker room. I gotta take a piss real quick and just go in there and just like just react like Tobias Bluth in the the fucking shower, just screaming at the top of your lungs. After after wins, uh, the Cowboys do like a sort of like bench cam thing where uh, they just it's it's like just a bunch of videos like throughout the game, and there's one where Meyer comes back and sits down next to CD and and CD's just saying like um, he's just like we're with you, bro. Don't worry. He's just like you bailed us out so many times. Like we 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 got you. We're with you. <laughs> and and like uh, and it's like I get. I get why they went out and signed a kicker in midweek, but just like that's not the way to rebuild confidence in somebody either. <laughs> like, like to have like to have a season like as good as he did, you know, and uh, and then just have uh, and then uh, again one freak occurrence, which by the way, like side by side, like Dak's game against Washington week eighteen was uh, if if you want to put it like for as disasters go. Um, that probably worse than missing four extra points. Did he throw like four picks? He, Three he interceptions. Sucked, it sucked really bad. And they said they're just like, no, this is good for us. We we we're gonna come back strong next week in the playoffs. Why? And you know what they did? <laughs> but just like you know, what would have been better is not having to worry about it. Well, I on the other hand am now a 49ers fan living in Eagles country. And I've been mm. wearing I've been wearing my the Niners hat I got when I was in San Francisco. I like I fucking went there this year to watch a game. Like I'm a fan fan. Um, I had some child try to tell me that I was a fraud fan, and just like it's not anything that could ever possibly rile me up. It is an, a, a 13 year old saying that I'm a bandwagon jumper. And I was like, kids, do you even know who Tim Rattay is? <laughs> Have you ever even heard those words put together like that? It's like I listen. I suffered through Mike Singletary. I will, I, nothing you can say will hurt me. Um, and I gotta say, I'm fully pretty pilled. I'm. I. I don't know if the Niners are gonna win this game because the Eagles look incredible. But you saying that Dallas put forty up on them in, in, on Christmas uh, helps. Yeah. Um. That. That. Was, I know that was against Gardner. But that the the, the nobody on defense was out. Was I mean, Gardner might have been sure. somebody, but um. Uh. Let me see exactly what that. Yeah, it was forty thirty four. Damn, look at all that shit that I remember. Yeah, I, I I'm fully pretty pilled. I uh I, I watched. I've been watching like I've never done this with any other quarterback. I've been watching like fucking uh, game film breakdowns of his like progressions and reads. He's very he makes his progressions very quick, which is great because with Niners have had a lot of quarterbacks in the past who just like one read and lock in. Um, he gets through him very quickly. He's 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 a fucking good quarterback. He's gonna be around for a while. At the very worst, the Niners accidentally drafted with their last pick, like Gardner Minshew. Like that's the worst that they've done. And I think he's better than Gardner Minshew. It, the the 49ers are putting together the world's largest collection of seven out of ten quarterbacks. It's really cool. I just keep them all. Like who cares? These guys, we lose three a year too. So like, just hold on. To all. <laughs> Uh, yes. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, if, if you want to put it in, into perspective here, Cowboys put 40 on the Eagles, um, granted Cowboys were at home. Um, but Dak went 27 for 35 for three forty-seven, three touchdowns, one interception. CD lamb, 10 catches for 120 yards, two touchdowns. Pretty fucking good. 
Um, I I truly believe, and it's not by much, because I think that these are the two most like talented non-quarterback teams in the NFL. You know, it, ruling out the quarterback, just the best top-to-bottom lineups. Um, but uh, Jalen Hurts, I do think, is better than Brock Purdy. Um, you know what? I forgot where I was going with that, Mike. Anyway, Purdy pilled. I'm excited. Um, I, I think the Eagles are going to win. Uh, I do. They look too good. Yeah. Um, you know what? And, but it was uh, only the Giants, and the Giants were fucking fake. They were uh, again um, for it, it's it's difficult to put together the full sort of like um, who is a fraud and why. See, now but my problem the, was I thought Dallas was total frauds. That's well, why okay. I thought they were going to blow the doors off them. I had Dallas's. I had the scores kind of. Uh, I thought it was going to be thirty-eight sixteen. I didn't. Niners scored nineteen. You scored twelve. I wasn't that far off there. Well, this uh, I've. I've for a while been constantly saying the Dallas Cowboys are roughly the sixth best team in the NFL. <laughs> That's and and I think they prove that <laughs> that they've um that 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 they're they're about right there. But however, that's without some without some good luck, you cannot be the sixth best team and win the Super Bowl. Um you have to be lucky. And Dallas absolutely was not. They did not get away with shit in that 49ers <laughs> game. So, um, <laughs> the, uh, the, like, not even, like, refereeing decisions or anything. It's just, like, everything that, like, there there, there was no, like, good run of, it, it, like, you know, like a, a tip that goes your way. Like, they, they dropped so many interceptions. Yeah. It's just, like. No, that was, this, they should be disappointed. Disappointing loss for sure. Oh, I remember yeah. what I was going to say. Uh, what, what what buoys me with a bit of hope is that, uh, like, it's a Philly sports team. And, like, how much winning is Philly capable of? The Phillies just made the World Series. They're another team, immediate, is this, like, going to be the new title town? No, I don't think so. I think I have fate uh, working against the Eagles. Just bad things happen to Philadelphia sports teams in the playoffs historically. Embiid has worn a mask for two separate postseasons. <laughs> Things just happen to Philly teams. So, hey, maybe the Niners will happen. Maybe I just, like, it would be funny to have Brock Purdy fall off the face of the, the earth after this season, but, like, beat the Eagles. He's, like, imagine he beats the Eagles, like, 40-16, to 16, loses the Super Bowl, uh, is outperformed by Trey Lance, pretty much just like just the flash in the pan of all flash in the pans. Knowing that he beat the Eagles would be enough for me. Oh yeah, I mean, uh, and then yeah, you get to uh, well, you probably uh, obviously I know for the sake of the example, so you say he falls off the face of the earth, but you know, like um, uh, look at the money Nick Foles has managed to make while providing of absolutely nothing of substance uh, since I beat winning the that Patriots. Super Bowl. That's all I can do. Yeah. But and you know what? Good enough. Like uh, obviously, you know it's uh, I, I'm, you don't trade that for anything. Although I'm gonna go ahead and say that Nick Foles has plenty of regrets. He was just like a fine quarterback. You know, I I wouldn't have any regrets if I were Nick Foles. And just like you can be, you can look at your 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 faults. Like honestly, people have been combing through tape of you telling you exactly how fast you are your entire life so you can take an honest accounting of what's good and what's bad and you're like i'm fucking slow and i'm i don't make progressions very quickly uh he is slow as shit like watching him run away he could not get out of that pocket so they would just seal him in it yeah you know just because like yeah that, that super bowl incredible um you know but yeah, what do you he think? Played, he played what, like, like six games that year, and that was base. That's basically his whole career. Like, <laughs> let me see. Uh, okay, uh, Nick Foles has. Uh, he started in Chicago. Is that who drafted him? Um, no, he started with the Eagles uh, uh, for 2012, 2014 with the Eagles. Right, that's went right. To, he was like impressive um, in the beginning. Did like, okay. Like, oh, went went to the Rams. Uh, didn't work out at all. Went to the Chiefs. Back to the Eagles. To win the uh, Super Bowl. Carson Wentz, as it turns out, um, uh, was uh, 
getting injured was a, a he's never never truly recovered. sucks he <laughs> sucks <laughs> bad uh you know and nick Foles. um actually yeah he went to the pro bowl in 2013 with the eagles mm, was that after all the other quarterbacks bowed out maybe probably just um, like, yeah i made the pro bowl i was the ninth best quarterback <laughs> The other two got no. hurt. Three couldn't come, so here I am, he, the eighth he quarterback. Led, he led the NFL in, in, in passer rating for 2013. Oh, all right. I forgot about that. Um, but, yeah, he has the NFL record for most touchdown passes in a game with seven, tied, 25 consecutive pass completions, tied, and playoff completion percentage tied with Joe Burrow. That's not really much of a – doesn't really matter. It's not that interesting of a stat. Um but yeah, he's thrown one thousand three hundred and two completions in his uh, in his career. Um, let's put that into perspective. Um, someone who had a good long career but never really made it happen. Um, you asking me? No, I'm uh, uh, Tony Romo. Uh, completed two thousand eight hundred and twenty nine. So um, comfortably more than double in uh, in a similar amount of time. 14 seasons that uh, Romo has uh, uh, spent in the NFL. Um, Foles right now is at 12. Tony um, Romo. Go Niners. That's 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 what we should, we should take of this. I think I might do a Brendy's episode this year. Going to predict mm-hmm. the Oscars or some shit. I haven't looked at the Oscar nominations. I'm going to do the Brendy series is what I'm going to do. We're going to go through each category over the last 25 years and who should have actually won. The, yes, the uh, full, the uh, the adjudication panel will decide. To, where, yeah. every, where everyone sits here and has a, a full argument um, about it, and then at the end you just make a decision. <laughs> yep. Are you telling me you thought Anne Heche was better than... <laughs> I just want somebody arguing for Anne Heche at some point. The Brendies is where uh, one time I sat in uh, my basement apartment with all my roommates and uh, very tediously relitigated, mostly just shat on the award, the Oscar award winners for every year because it would just be like some movie that was all pomp and circumstance and like PR money and that nobody ever watched again after they won an award. And when just like perfectly good movies were always sitting out and sitting right out there. I I always loved when uh, uh one won a category by default because you just hadn't seen the others. <laughs> yeah. Well, we got actor in a leading role, Austin Butler. I've I, I saw not, Elvis. Is it good? It was watchable. It was all right. Okay. Um, Banshees of Inisherin. We got Colin Farrell in there. Very uh, funny. Very good. I'm gonna, I have to watch that movie again. Did you see it? Um, oh yes, it's it's uh, it's great. Yeah, I really liked it. I don't know if it's gonna uh, win Best Picture, but like, I liked it. It's got a shot. Brendan, Brendan Fraser and the Whale. Um, I want to see that. That doesn't. That's miserable. Doesn't look like all uh, of Darren know. Aronofsky's movies are fucking miserable. Yeah, Paul Mescal, Mescal, After Sun. Don't know what that is. Bill Nye, know who he is in a movie called Living, which I've never even heard of. It's a cancer man or something, just like the end of his life, and he gets, oh, I can finally be free because I got the damn cancer. I don't know if I'll be seeing that. I feel like I've seen it. But Bill Nye's a good, he's good. Um, Damn, we got two actor and supporting roles uh, nominated for uh, for Banshees here. Yeah, Brendan Gleeson as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, Barry Cohen. Oh, uh, I. You know what? I I didn't need him getting in. I, like he he was fine. Causeway, a movie I've never heard of. Fablemans, I've heard of it. I went to rent that, and it was like twenty five dollars to rent it. And I, fuck you. Boo. Twenty five dollars is to buy. I'm sorry. If you're charging me twenty five bucks for one viewing, I'm buying it. Ah, uh, um, actually, Mike. Act- correction, I ain't buying it, Michael. Nice. <laughs> uh, uh, actress in a leading role, Kate uh, Blanchett for Tar. I know people talk about Tar a lot on Twitter. I know that it's, it's long. Um, Blonde is on here. Um, 
not interested. Um, to Leslie, Andrea Riesbor. Mm, I haven't seen uh, any Michelle of those. Also here for the Fablemans. Everywhere, everything, everywhere, all out. That was very good. Did you see that? No. I think that might win Best Picture. I think it might surprise everybody. It was very good. A little Actress silly, was... but it was good. Angela Bassett in Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. She won the Golden Globe, I believe. Hmm. I don't think she won the the Oscar. Carrie Condon, Jamie Lee Curtis, Stephanie Sue. Read them aloud, Michael. Um, animated feature film. Uh, it's uh, <laughs> Pinocchio. Um, Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. Yes, let's go. Um, cinematography. Oh boy! All right, I think we're ending the the show as yeah, Michael you know, mumbles got... through Oscar award categories. As as I read these, I'm just I'm I'm you're not un- reading them. <laughs> I'm I'm reading them. I'm not reading know. them aloud. <laughs> Let's go, Martin McDonough. Let's uh, give Martin McDonough best director. That's what we need. Uh, we, the rest of the was rest that of Banshees it. of Insurin? Yeah, actually, uh, Triangle of Sadness was really good. I want to see that. Read me the best best director ones and best, best directing nominees: The Banshees of Sharon, Martin McDonough, uh, Everything Everywhere All at Once, like Daniel Kwan and Daniel Scheinert, uh, The Fablemans, Steven Spielberg, Tar, Todd Field, and Triangle of Sadness, uh, Ruben Ostland. I'm going with. I think that this Martin McDonough wins for director and everything everywhere all at once wins for picture. Damn, Top Gun is nominated for best editing. Yeah, I somebody Z was explaining that to me the one time. It was like when uh, Ford v Ferrari was nominated for the same for sound editing. He was like, "You know how hard it is to line up car engine sounds to the car engines when the audio is not synced up?" It's like, you know what? I never thought about that. And all the screeching tires and all the stuff they do in post. It's like, you know what? Fair enough. So that's probably very true for airplanes as well. Taking the time to get good at that, I just, I, I, I can't imagine. I have no patience for anything. If something doesn't work immediately, I'm screaming. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, can, you, can, can you believe I haven't learned Excel yet, Brendan? <laughs> Yeah, I can. Yeah. Do you need to for work? Um, no, but I I can. If I want to, if I want to get a job where I don't have to talk to anybody, I would love to learn Excel and then and then and then just be done talking to people. I would have a boss. I would have coworkers. I would not have customers. I would not have people that are just ruining my life every single day. Hey, amen. Maybe I'll hit the lotto. Avatar right. Away to Water, best picture. <laughs> Say that again, please. Avatar Away to Water. Uh, yeah, I like it. That's good. I love... I God, still haven't you... seen it. And I... It's ordinarily a movie I would have seen by now. I just... For whatever reason, with this film, I don't want to sit for three and a half hours in the theater. Yeah. You know, it's a long fucking time. i got a dog now, a little puppy. Just like, sorry, I'm going to see Way to Water. I'll be back. Yeah, I can wait. The way to order, um, you know, talking in the Philadelphia accent like that is basically ever since I saw that tweet um, on Halloween where the guy said that the wolf man, if he were from Philly, and it was just, oh, now I'm turning into the wolf man. <laughs> <laughs> but it's spelled phonetically, um, so it's spelled out wolf man. <laughs> And it's just, oh god, it's 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 an all time favorite, and um, and and not that uh, not that I had not encountered that accent uh, before, considering where we're from, um, but um, but it it re uh, reinvigorated a, you know a, a a love for it certainly. I live with it, so whatever. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, sorry. Uh, all right, I'm ending the show. Fair enough. I gotta go. Um, I got you, you. I got a whole pile of shit all over the place. I gotta. I gotta put a lot of clothes away. I gotta. Uh, I gotta lift weights. 
Got some okay. dishes to wash. Got some weights to lift, some dishes to wash. I uh buy oh next week Super Bowl uh, uh presumably the Super Bowl bets episode with Ryan. I assume uh, he sounded like he's are. interested in doing it again. Are we gonna do this week or, or ne- not not next? Oh week, no, we got an extra episode. week. we got the extra week? Yeah, I forgot about that. I was ready to do uh, two in a row. Look, there's nothing wrong with that, but we can't do the Super Bowl bets a week ahead of time because we got to. We need no, no, information. No, no. Yeah, you can't. No information argument. is uh, information is currency in the marketplace of the mind. Yeah, and, and nobody wants to talk about that. They always want to talk about the marketplace of ideas, and the marketplace of the mind is somehow more fruitful. Yeah. Oh my God, we. I really want to listen. Did I? I did you see that Nicholas Crown thing? Do you remember who he is? No, the rich versus very rich guy that we watch oh, yeah, on Instagram. Yeah. He's yes, got a podcast. I'm aware now, of his work, and he's doing that thing in the manosphere where you like, you know, you post a. I, I guess it would be that thing in most podcasts except ours, where you post clips on Instagram. <laughs> um, but he posted one of those, and it was just like, this guy has nothing to say. This uh, this podcast must fucking kick ass. This guy has nothing to say. His first piece of advice, he's like, "Listen, if you're if you want to be rich, and you're drinking, don't fucking talk to me." He's like, <laughs> <laughs> like, "If you're going, I don't want to hear about how rich you want to be. If you're going out to the club, if you're going out to the bar, I don't want to hear it because you know you could be doing a million other things." He's <laughs> like, "Well, this is the third episode." We're already here at Don't Drink. Doesn't bode well. I'm gonna have to listen to one. Uh good. You know what? Good for you. Um, because I don't have that in me. I got other. Sh- I got shit to do. <laughs> that uh, I got. I have to look at. Uh, I have to watch mountain bike videos on Instagram Reels. I'm sorry. I don't have time for uh, some silly man's podcast. <laughs> All right. End of the show. Bye, everyone. Through town all alone. He must be from the fort. Here's the high school girl saying. This countryside's barnet with wolfman fairies, just in drag for homicide. The hit and run, lead sanctuary, lead the holy stone they hide. Breaking beams and crosses, making the as the sisters run ball, the church halls break, bleeding, immaculate conception. And everybody's wrecked on Main Street from drinking unholy blood. And sticker smile sweet, and gonna breeze deep as ankles get in The sticker says, Hey, gonna man, that's quicksand. Sundays in Jersey, in the Chevy Super 8. He rides alone the hip on the side, he's got bound for glory in red, white, and blue flash paint. He leans on the hood, telling racing stories. The kids call him Jimmy the Saint. And that blazing noise boy, he's gunning that bitch, loaded the blasting point. Disappear to a point Till there's nothing left but blood Where the body fell That is nothing left that you could sell Just junk all across the horizon A real highwayman stairwell
and satin shirts whisper in the air. Some storefront incarnation of Maria, she's putting on me a stare. And Bronx's best apostle stands with his hand on his own hardware. Everything stops in here, five quick shots. Street homeless legs screaming something Spanish Still breathing while 